Hello, welcome to the latest edition of the ALS Association Greater Philadelphia Chapter Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Heil, the Director of Communications and Public Policy here at the Greater Philadelphia Chapter. This is our 66th episode, or our Mario Lemieux episode, as I call it, since I'm from Pittsburgh. And if you've been listening or subscribing on iTunes, as you've heard me say before, you have a wide variety of perspectives on ALS, from people living with the disease, advocates, uh, legislators, chapter board members and executive director, um, people who are family members, uh, who provide patient care, uh, and, and all sorts of other people that really talk about how ver- the variety of ways that ALS can affect a person and a family and a community. Uh, I've mentioned many times before my own personal ALS connection. My grandfather passed away from ALS in 2007. Uh, he, was, he had ALS for two years, and I bring that up because our topic today hits close to home. Uh, he was a military veteran, served in World War II and in um, after, afterwards, I think in Korea, um, but I think more in peacetime. That doesn't really matter to you. The, the point is that he was a military veteran, and military veterans are twice as likely to be diagnosed with ALS as the general population. And today, we're going to be talking to Violet Graham from the Paralyzed Veterans of America, and I got that wrong already. And we will um, be talking about her work with veterans of ALS, um, the significance of that, the services that they get, and why it's really important to continue helping and advocating for these people who have served our country and now are facing this very difficult disease, and how the PVA does work for them, for their families, and is very interconnected to get the work done right by working with the ALS Association. And so I'm really grateful to Violet for what she does and we'll be talking a lot there. Before we do that, I want to encourage you to go to www.alsphiladelphia.org to uh, find out more ways you can help. Go to our calendar of our events, sign up for a walk to defeat ALS, our ride to defeat ALS, which is coming up in June, and you can also learn to be an advocate, which we need for veterans and others who are living with a disease. And if you want to follow us on social media, do so at ALS Philadelphia. That's on every format. And if you have a topic you want to bring up, some questions, you can email me, Tony, T-O-N-Y, at ALSPhiladelphia.org. With that in mind, Violet, thanks for joining us from the PVA. It's my pleasure. Um, And to correct myself, the PVA is the Paralyzed Veterans of America. Did I say that right the first time? that's correct. Okay. I I don't know what I was thinking because I said A is always association here. Um, Or amyotrophic, I guess. Yeah. So, Violet, tell me about um, where you work and what you do. Uh, Basically, I work for the Paralyzed Veterans of America as an accredited administrator. Uh, My job with the Paralyzed Veterans is to advocate for veterans and their families, uh, to assist them with processing their claims, uh, requesting treatment records on their behalf, uh, intervening with VA medical issues, um, and even specially adaptive housing, which is the most complex of all the uh, benefits that veterans with ALS are entitled to. And how long have you been with the PVA? Uh, 13 years, come May 13. Well, that, that, that's, an, you know, that's a big time to be with them because you started really around the time of the, the Iraq War. Right. Um, and there were also people coming back already from the War on Terror and other veterans, of course. Exactly. So you, you came in at a time when there was great need. There's always great need to help veterans, of exactly. course. But um, had you done anything with your background for... Hey, for health or for veterans before then? No, no. Uh, before then, I worked with an accounting firm. Mm-hmm. I worked at Sovereign Bank. Mainly, I've stayed in the administrative field. But, 
as you're going to discuss today, being an administrator is important to making sure that people get what they need. Exactly. Especially when you're dealing with something like the PVA or dealing with other bureaucracies, which exactly. you work with here. Um, so what does the PVA do? PVA, we have, uh, it's a national organization for starters. Um, we have a number of offices in 50 states mm -hmm. uh, that can accommodate veterans with ALS. Um, we have 34 chapters. Um, and pretty much, we help all veterans, but our main focus is veterans with spinal cord injuries and diseases such as ALS uh, and multiple sclerosis and so on and so forth. Uh, PVA, we, we advocate above and beyond. Um, we advocate and, you know, within the VA regional offices to ensure the veterans get the benefits they're entitled to. We advocate in the hospitals. Uh, we advocate in the out, on the outside, uh, outreach, you know, mm -hmm. putting the word out about veterans and and spinal cord injuries and diseases, and even those that don't necessarily have those issues, uh, but they do have other issues like PTSD or uh, unrelated service-connected disabilities. So you advocate to those veterans and other organizations both so that people... Correct. People who are veterans and their families... Right. Um, they get their the support they need as quickly as possible. Exactly. And, I, I mean, we're going to go into other stuff in a minute, but... I'm sure that to you it's important that people get into the system early so that they don't miss out on the things that they can get. It's definitely important, uh, specific, specifically with the ALS veterans, because they would need their medication. Mm -hmm. The medication, from talking to many of them, is very expensive Yes, and can be really costly. Mm -hmm. And that's the cost the VA you know, can pick up. Okay, And, and even beyond that... Um, you know, uh, other medical needs such as prosthetic needs, uh, beds, pillows, uh, hand controls, things of that nature, uh, wheelchairs, uh, things are that aren't easily accessible to mm -hmm. non-veterans. And as a, just something we talk about here, this just talked to my mind and I know that it's important to you, is military veterans, many of them served overseas, they want to come home. So a lot of your job is to make sure that people can come home and stay in their home. Exactly. And that's, that's important and vital things that you guys do. Exactly. Uh, so you know, I asked you before we came here, um, if, you, if you can tell me a little bit about the connection between military veterans and ALS. And you know, what, what, so you have people with ALS, military veterans are twice as likely to be well, diagnosed. The thing what uh, I want to say with the military and ALS, in reality, there's no real concrete way of, knowing how the veteran contracted right. ALS. Because, I mean, initially, when I first heard about ALS, I thought, okay, it's affecting the older mm -hmm. generation. But now we're seeing younger ones. Right. You know, and then some of them is actually in their family. It runs in their family, uh, which is amazing because it was such a, I want to say uh, a quiet or low-key uh, disease, uh, aside from you know Lou Gehrig, but outside of that, it it really wasn't. It's not something that you hear about when, right. when you go to the store. It's um, not like MS. It's not like um, 
uh, a spinal cord injury. It's not like PTSD. Right. And those are all in, in the topics for a lot of reasons. Like PTSD is obviously something that's very connected with actual service. Right. Um, MS, people live with it for a long time. My mother's been living with MS for 30 years. Right. So with ALS, it's different. Um, so you're right. We we know there's a connection. We just don't know what well, that we, connection we, is. We don't know what that connection is. Which is why I think the research that is being performed is like a, a great thing. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of, um, from what I hear, a lot of test drugs, mm-hmm. you know, to try to prolong life. And, and if you want, if you have to have a connection with your disease with some group, you don't want veterans to have something. Exactly. But, you know, we want them to to come home and have the best life possible. Is, that's your expectation. But it's almost good to have a connection to the VA because the PVA is doing some great work for, for veterans. Definitely. We definitely go, again, above and beyond uh, to help all veterans. And, and because you know that there is, that ALS is considered a service-connected disease, what kind of things can a person with ALS, what kind of support can they get if they're a veteran because of that service connection? That's if they're there? a veteran... They're um, entitled to compensation. Mm-hmm. That compensation can range uh, to starting point twenty nine hundred for a veteran mm-hmm. single, uh, three thousand sixty eight dollars for a veteran with a spouse, and then the VA offers aid and attendance, mm-hmm. uh, which is an additional compensation on top of that three thousand and that two thousand and nine hundred. Okay, and that can go as far as combined total eight thousand dollars per per like, vet, per month well, per, per month. month. Wow, that's an, month. that's incredible, and, and they need that because it's a very expensive. Exactly, and it's not like you're using to buy a new car. Like the exactly. care is expensive. <laughs> exactly, and you can pay as much as uh, twenty seven dollars for a private nurse to come to your home. Twenty seven dollars an hour. An hour. Yeah. Okay, uh, but the VA also provides home health aid services, and the time range varies. Mm-hmm. It can start out at 10 hours. Mm-hmm. Um, it can go as far as maybe 24 hours. It all depends on the severity. Mm-hmm. Okay, but what I want the veterans to understand is that that additional 400 to $5,000 is to help you offset the cost, okay, that the VA doesn't allot you. Right. Okay, I mean, I know that financially they worry about their families and... Uh, being provided for because they veterans always been the uh, breadwinner. Mm-hmm. So um, that's one of the issues that I've come across where they hold it on mm-hmm. to the funds, but they need to, you know, use that money to get that extra help and that extra support. And you work with the ALS Association. You, you said that you work with the, like four or five people here at the chapter. Correct. Alone. Yeah. Um, because, and, and tell everybody, you're, you know about the scope of our chapter, but how how big is your range in terms of people? Because you're not just working at Philadelphia and the Ring County. I don't just work at Philadelphia. I work with Hershey. Mm-hmm. I work with Lehigh Valley. Mm-hmm. I work with Good Shepherd. Mm-hmm. Wherever the veterans at are in my jurisdiction, that's where my connect is. So your jurisdiction is very big in the, in, the, in Pennsylvania. Exactly. Does it go outside of Pennsylvania for you or there's other it, people? It goes to Jersey, mm-hmm. uh, some parts of Jersey. Mm-hmm. But then once you get to the 087, that's more Newark, uh-huh. New York. And then, But then there's other PVA people for exactly. them. Exactly. And I'm sure that you have people on the cusp and you work with your colleagues to make sure people go to the right place. Definitely. So you work with us and sometimes I'm sure that someone like Brenda Edelman – um, who's our director of patient services, may say, 
Dave is a veteran and she connects him to you and then makes you guys both make sure that Dave gets all the services that he needs. That's correct. And that helps the ALS Association too because then he's getting the services through you instead of us having to give them the services. So we can give those services to someone else. Exactly. Exactly. Again, it offsets the expense all the way around. Mm-hmm. For the veteran, for their families, for the ALS community association chapter, um, the VA. So, I mean, I think it's a good thing. And so, yeah, so what you're doing for the VA is you're saving the VA time and money in the end, too. Exactly. Without, <laughs> I definitely make sure I maximize. Uh-huh. I try to get the veteran pretty much the max that they're entitled to. Right. Okay. Um, I overturn every rock mm-hmm. uh, just to get them the benefits that they're entitled to. Uh, but again, uh, sometimes uh, you got to split the cost somewhere. Mm-hmm. So if that means saving money for one person mm-hmm. and creating expense for another, then... And, and you, like you said, you try and get people care earlier. Now, do you work with the ALS Association so you know that, well, for Dave, and that's just a name I'm using... Um, he is going to get these services, and they're great, but hey, Greater Philadelphia Chapter, if you could loan him this for a month, that'll be good, and then we're going to pick up the cost, and then you can have it back. Exactly. So, so you make sure that they get what they need as quickly as possible. Exactly. Um, I give the VA approximately 30 days mm-hmm. before I become aggressive. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty okay. that's pretty aggressive right 30, there. <laughs> 30 days. Because You're more aggressive <laughs> than some bill collectors. <laughs> because I figure... I look at the clock, mm-hmm. you know, and with ALS, it's unpredictable. Yes. You just do not know. And you can't say, well, because you're between uh, 40 and 50, you have five extra years. Mm-hmm. Or 60 and 70, you have five years less. Right. As far as I'm concerned, you have 30 days. Yeah, that's... Okay. It's a good that, mentality. That's my, that's my time frame. Uh-huh. I think okay. that's a mentality that Brenda <laughs> and others here share, too. Exactly. Like, we we don't have time to waste. We're exactly. helping. We're helping Dave or Joe or Paul. Exactly. Um. So you started 13 years ago. You didn't know much about ALS at the time. No. It was it was even much less discussed in 20 2003. Yeah, definitely. Um, than it is today. There wasn't the X Bucket Challenge. Um, the the Phillies were very involved, but the other teams around the country they didn't have as much to do with it. Exactly. Uh. So so you, I'm sure you learned a lot. Did you learn a lot because of the at being at PVA, or did you learn it through the ALS Association? A combination of both. Mm-hmm. The more, um, I guess, the discussion with the ALS came about, the more I became aware of the seriousness, mm-hmm. um, the need for aggress- aggressive action, um, and the more, uh, well, the further I had to go above to make sure they received the benefits. Like we literally have to make sure that no veteran is overlooked. Mm-hmm. So what Brenda and I do, we communicate, mm-hmm. and she may shoot me a list. Okay, do we have this guy? Do you have this guy? You know, and I'm searching my database, and I say no or yes. You know, um, because a lot of them are elderly. Okay, pretty much I may be helping them with the forms of the phone or actually just completing the forms for them while they're on the other end and mail those forms out to them to sign. Mm-hmm. That, that's a really good yeah. thing because, you know, we're, we're in April here, mm-hmm. so a lot of us just did our taxes. Yeah. <laughs> and and just doing basic forms is complicated, and 
I think that's an underappreciated thing that that our chapter does and that you do right. is simplifying a lot of things. Exactly. People are not in the frame of mind to be doing complicated things when they're dealing with ALS. Exactly. And that's my mindset is like, okay, you're thinking about your spouse dying. Right. You don't know when. Mm-hmm. And you have all these forums because I explained to them when this process began, it, it's like a whirlwind. Oh, yeah. It yeah, doesn't stop either. It goes either. really fast. It doesn't stop. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when I call them up uh, every four or five months and speak with the veteran or I speak with the wife, mm-hmm. uh, preferably I prefer to speak with the wife mm-hmm. um, to kind of like lessen the stress of being reminded that, okay, I'm, I'm sick. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if I'm telling this person that, okay, I'm getting weaker uh, or my voice is going or even when they're already struggling to speak to me, Mm-hmm. I read speaks with the spouse, and that way I can just get them to be open and honest. Mm-hmm. What's happening? Yeah. So that I know what I need to do on my end, and then it also allows me the opportunity to ask the spouse how is she doing, how is she doing? Yeah. Because it's emotional. Oh yeah, that's important. Them. It's emotional. It's physically uh, draining. Um, I always try to remind them to take five. Mm-hmm. Take five. Uh, just go to the bathroom, mm-hmm. you know, go to your garage, whatever you need to do to release that pressure. And do you do you tell them about some respite care things that are available, whether it's through the ALS Association? Normally that's the conversation uh, when it's mentioned at their appointments, mm-hmm. they will bring up. Mm-hmm. They're not comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. But okay. I'm sure that your experience has been like, you've learned how to talk about it and when to talk about it. Exactly. And that's an important exactly. thing to know is when to talk about things. That and when to send them the forms for themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, I just hate saying the word death. Of course. You know, it's very uncomfortable, even though you know the end outcome. Mm-hmm. So. And you mentioned earlier about how the veterans have finished their service and they are or were the breadwinners and expected to be. Uh, so I'm sure when you talk to the spouse... The, the if you talk to the person that's a veteran, maybe they don't want to talk about how weak they're feeling. Right. They, they don't want to. They don't want to sound like things are bad or they don't want to feel they're, helpless. There's a sense of pride right. that we all feel. Definitely, definitely. And so a spouse is sometimes able to be a better advocate in some ways by being more honest. Right. Exactly. And I want them to be comfortable because I'm going to be with them from the beginning mm-hmm. to the end and even after. Yeah. So uh, the more they communicate with me, the better I can better help them. Mm-hmm. Get them everything that they need. And you mentioned after there are benefits that happen for a person with ALS if they're a veteran, if that when they pass away. What 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 do you do with some for a family when that happens? Well, when I'm notified that a veteran has passed away, um, of course it's only natural that you offer your condolences. Right. But just to hear that that person passed away is like a punch in the gut. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that's the first yeah, thing you said. It's, you know? it's like a punch in the gut because it's like. Oh, God. You know. Um, and I, and I know you're going to talk about all the benefits are available, but right. we talked about this before we got on the podcast. The the VA, the PVA, government, ALS, it's run by human beings. Exactly. So you're affected by this as any one other human being would be. Exactly. So. I get emotional. You get emotional. You I may cry. Like I, you know. Yeah. Because you get connected to them. Exactly. You've been working with some of these people. Some veterans heard for years. You've exactly. Exactly. So uh, what I do is pretty much I notify the VA mm-hmm. uh, that the veteran has passed away. Mm-hmm. And what happens when I do that, uh, the VA automatically uh, issues a burial grant. Mm-hmm. 
uh, once they did the Social Security match, and it's been confirmed that the veteran is deceased, mm-hmm. um, I complete the benefit packet for the spouse. Mm-hmm. Okay, so all that she has to do is just review and sign. That's great. Okay, and fax it back to me, whatever's convenient for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, once those benefits are, you know, once I receive the packet for the, from the widows, uh, what I do is I forward it to the VA, and I'm just as aggressive. Mm-hmm. Okay, when it comes for widow benefits. Mm-hmm. So there's benefits of, that they get because it's a service-connected disease? It's not as much as when the veteran was alive, uh-huh. but it's $1,254. It's still a significant thing. Exactly, exactly. Um, so pretty much, I definitely get aggressive because a lot of the widows, they don't have that financial support that they used to have. Mm-hmm. So money is definitely important. Mm-hmm. Especially at that time when, like you said, they're exactly. they're grieving and worried about it. Exactly, and a lot of times they get the month of death check, mm-hmm. uh, the veterans' last mm-hmm. VA check. So all that helps a great deal. That helps a great deal when they pass away. There's benefits, and then there's support that you help connect them and to. And yearly, I communicate. I I either send them a letter or I give them a phone call mm-hmm. just to see how they're doing. So they're not forgotten about the next they're day. Never like, here's some money. Well, yeah, you are never forgotten about PVA. Right. We'll, we'll never forget about you. Um, but before you get to that point, you work with a lot of people mm-hmm. to make sure they get the support they need while they have ALS. Exactly. So who do you work with? Like, like what levels of people? I work with the chief of prosthetics. Mm-hmm. I work with... Wait, and who's that with? Uh, Is that with Philadelphia? the PVA? No, Philadelphia. Okay. okay. Uh, VA Medical Center. Uh-huh. Uh, prosthetics. Mm-hmm. Um, I work with pretty much Dr. Quinn, who's the, the, the neurologist at uh, the ALS clinic in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. I work with all his staff. Uh and that's oh, at the VA clinic, you said? VA. And Brenda speaks very highly of him. Definitely. She doesn't understand my jokes when I mention <laughs> that he's an SNL star. And, I, and I'm like, how did you get all this life without Noah who call it quitting? Right. <laughs> and he, he's a wonderful doctor. Yes. Um, I get a lot of support from the nurses, the RN, mm-hmm. uh, within the ALS mm-hmm. uh, chapters and Hershey and... The social workers are wonderful. Mm-hmm. So you work with like Sue Walsh. Sue Walsh. I worked with uh, Sue Swartz uh-huh. uh, before she left. Mm-hmm. Um, I work with Melissa Call. I work with uh, Jane, Janie. Mm-hmm. I work with uh, Jennifer Largina. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow, so that's way up there. That's yeah, like it's you, like so. a lot of them. I work with. Um, every so often, I work with Latoya Weaver at Drexel. Uh huh. So, uh, so you work with people from all over definitely to help connect because if there's someone in this part of the state that has is working with someone with ALS, they're like, we'll talk to Violet and they'll get, they'll definitely. get help. And sometimes uh, a lot of them get so comfortable with me that they don't necessarily want to uh, branch out to another mm-hmm. service office. So what I'll do is I'll just begin the process and then I forward it on. Mm-hmm. Okay, that way you don't have to worry. Everything's done. You know, we're just following mm-hmm. right now. So they, so you make sure that those people get to you, and you're working with all those levels. Um, you mentioned who do who do you work with at the with either PVA or a, Heather? Um, I work with Heather. Who's Heather again? Uh, Cherniak. She's the area manager. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And she works out of Boston. Mm hmm. Uh. She's all over New York. So she's like a higher level 
um, overseeing things, and then Correct. you guys can get like. And then we have Dwayne Standerford, who's my supervisor. Mm-hmm. So and, and you know, he's I, actually on one of the chapters in Florida. So and that's important too because I know that we've had some veterans that have moved into our area that have ALS or moved out because they want to be close to family. Right. So you work with the greater network to make sure that they get a continuous line of care. Exactly. And then, so if someone came from, let's say, Virginia, which also has a high veteran population, they came here, you would find out and say, oh, go talk to the ALS Association about this and that. Definitely. As well. Um, so, obviously, you provide benefits that then they don't have to get through us, but what do you do to make, how do you, do you connect them to us or other things, too, to the ALS Association? Um, like, I connect them to the ALS Association for that support, mm-hmm. uh, because a lot of them, they don't know how to deal with this disease. Mm-hmm. So they can go to our resource groups, like with exactly. Jen La Regina, like you mentioned. And, exactly. And, and Sue. Uh, and inquire about, um, and if it's a lot of them, well, no, I won't say a lot of them, but some are more closed off. Mm-hmm. So I'm like thinking maybe just contact the ALS Society and see if maybe, you know, they have like online groups. Mm-hmm. Uh, perhaps you can just type and, you know, interact with people that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Especially for the spouses, they need support as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I try to, whatever is necessary that I feel that they need is what I try to connect them with. So, has, has it become easier for you over the past 13 years? Oh, this? definitely. It's yeah. definitely easier uh, having the support of the ALS chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it only gets complicated when we go outside of my, I guess you could say my bubble. Mm-hmm. When I have to deal with another regional office, mm-hmm. that's the most uh, chaotic. Right. Uh, it makes sense. You don't know those things as well. <laughs> right. So, it, and you know, it's, it was wonderful is that the veteran doesn't even know what's mm-hmm. going on behind the scenes, which is how I like to keep right. it. Right. It's like so, our events that go right. over well. You don't know how frazzled we <laughs> right. are. <laughs> right. So, you know, I'm pulling my hair out and I'm like, you know. You got a lot of good hair, so you must not have done it. <laughs> you so, must have put it back in. <laughs> so, um so there's there's a lot behind the scenes that you know I go through in order to make things happen for mm-hmm. veterans for ALS. So you make it seamless as possible. Um, you know we have our advocacy day coming up, and part of the reason why veterans get this care is because there was advocacy, seeing the thing and making it a service connected disease. Um, are there ways that people can help to either raise awareness of veterans, um, to let people know about what services are there? What what can people do to to make sure that um, veterans continue to get good care. I think the internet is like your best friend. Mm-hmm. I think uh, sometimes they're worst enemy too. Yeah, yeah. Because you can see some misinformation there. Exactly, it can be misleading. Uh-huh. Um, I think what people can do is pretty much volunteer mm-hmm. with the ALS Association. Mm-hmm. Um, if they know of a neighbor that has newly diagnosed with ALS, Mm -hmm. I think it's good to kind of like offer that support to them Mm -hmm. because what happens is you have some veterans that are just all alone. Yeah. Like there's no one helping them. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I would love to just run to their home and sit there and help them out and, you know, however I can. Mm -hmm. But that's that's not realistic, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, I, so one way people can help with this is we have a community ambassador program. And if you're listening here and you want to get involved, you can email taylor, T-A-Y-L-O-R, at alsphiladelphia.org. 
Um, and we have about like 100 community ambassadors that go to events, obviously at our events, but also sometimes maybe they're at a Phillies game or they're at, um, you know, another minor league game or whatever. And they, uh, or just a, a health fair. And they'll let people know about all of our programs. They'll also right. mention about the connection with Veterans and ALS. Well, PVA has like a summit that mm-hmm. they have every year that has like all the medical uh, people from all over the country yeah. that come and pretty much... I guess the meeting of the minds, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and that helps because a lot of those people don't know the connection, too. Exactly. So they learn and they they learn about what they can do. Exactly. You even have some people on the ALS side that, I guess, had intentions on attending one of the events. Okay. So. Well, we like to, have, we'd like to attend a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I think the more exposure, the more ALS is discussed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, naturally, uh, people will voluntarily just involve themselves in it mm-hmm. and right. the cause and, and making it better or making the veterans life a little easier right so so a lot of times we talk about how people can help and the biggest ways are to register for a team and to for a walk or to donate and those are important but really for this bringing awareness of the pva to veterans of the als yes. and their families is important because we want them to get the help they need asap exactly so awareness is the biggest thing you can do if you're helping here today. Also, you know, find out about donating and getting involved online at alsphiladelphia.org. Um, is there anything else you want people to know about um, what the PVA does um, and, or any other connections you think that we should highlight so we don't forget it to people? I just know that there's a PVA in every part of the country just about. Mm-hmm. And feel free to stop in. Uh, and pick up some material. Uh, we have tons of magazines mm-hmm. uh, that we have sitting out in our offices. Um, we have wheelchair games um, that a lot of the veterans with spinal cord injuries you know, take part in. Mm-hmm. I think they're amazing uh, because some of the things that they do, I could never imagine doing myself. Right. Um, <laughs> um, and I'm sure they didn't imagine doing them a few weeks before. Exa- right? Exactly. Um, and again, I, I think it's more so important that um, if you know someone that has ALS or even a veteran that has a spinal cord injury or disease, I think it's best just to like come in, maybe let a PVA office know, and let us reach out to them to see how best we can help them. Um, although, you know, you have a lot of veterans or non-veterans out there, there could be some support that we may be able to like find that can help them, uh, whether medical or something else that they may, um, we may be able to help them with. Uh, again, just uh, give us a call. Um, look us up on our website at www.pva.org uh, and all the information for each office is available online. Right, so go to pva.org, and your office is on Wissahickon Avenue in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. um, and just stop in or call or email, um, look for Violet, and you just find out that there's a lot of things that are available to help, but you and either connect a veteran you know or do it yourself, and keep continuing to raise awareness because we really appreciate what the PVA is doing. Everyone that's there really wants to help as many veterans as possible. Definitely. 
Well, thanks, Violet, for all you're doing. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Again, if you want to learn more about the PVA, go to pva.org. If you want to help out the ALS Association Greater Philadelphia chapter, uh, please visit us at www.alsphiladelphia.org.